Hello and welcome to episode 186 of the NFL Scotland podcast. We were planning to take this week off. The NFL had other ideas. My name is Cameron Hobbs. And my name is Paul Mitchell. Which of Cameron and myself would do the quicker 40-yard dash? Depends if there was alcohol at the end of it. That's all I'm saying. Delighted to be joined by Gordon McGuinness and Charles Patterson for what is scheduled to be a quick 30 minutes around the houses. Strapping. It's going to be longer than that. <laughs> What's the over-under on 30 minutes for the start? It's all on over, right? It's all Depend- on over. D- Depends. Way over. Depends how much Charles gets annoyed for that. Go over the Jordan Love draft pick again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm quite smug tonight. I'm very, very content with where I'm sitting right about now. So let's start there. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. Um, there's been many numbers thrown around. I'm not sure we've had clarity on it yet, but ultimately we know he's staying. Um, and I guess, you know, we'll, we'll touch on a few of this, but his number one target's also staying. So it's just business as usual, right? In Green Bay, nothing changes. That's great. Well, I told everyone that this was going to happen and Paul predicted it was going to happen last week and it's business as usual and the NFC North is locked up for another couple of years. Business, business as usual for the Packers, though, is a disappointing playoff exit. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> so, do you know, it's funny. The last time I was on, I said I was at peace if he decided to leave. And um, I was totally honest about that because I, I, th- I think there are a lot of Green Bay Packers fans who are slightly weary of the Aaron Rodgers saga, especially over the last couple of years. But... If he plays out those four years of his contract, and I think it's fair to say in the NFL that very few corporate, or very few players at all actually get to the end of a contract, that will mean that it will have been over 35 years that Green Bay will have had two starting quarterbacks. Now, I am, as a Packers fan, perfectly content with that and the stability of the franchise. And if you want to talk about the Jordan Love pick, we can yes, talk about it all you Good. want. But Good. I think what we now know is that, frankly, I still stand by the fact that at the time the pick was fair enough and the, the, they moved up four spaces and the here are the six players, I, I heard this yesterday, the six players that were also picked in the first round behind Jordan Love. Jordan Brooks, Patrick Queen, Noah Egbonagay, Isaiah Wilcox, Jeff Gladney, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Those are the players that they could have picked. Two of those players are out of the league. Yeah, One yeah. of them is Patrick Queen, who we've all accepted wait, 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 as crap. Wait, wait. There was other players that they could have picked. That, yeah, as Gordon was about to say there, it's not the, like it's there's not, a group of six. This no, isn't no, no, the no, Champions no. League draw. There's no <laughs> bunch of balls <laughs> put in a pot, no, 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 and no, you pluck no, one no. out, and it goes to the Packers. That's not how the draft works, Charles. Gordon has history on this is incredible. It's Gordon, one, one, the first round of that draft somehow ended at pick 32. Nothing else counts. Also, from our text messages the other day, year one where we slated this pick, cannot possibly slate this pick, it's been too soon. Year two, cannot possibly slate it because Rogers' contract might mean could still be a great pick. Year three, Aaron Rodgers resigns for four years. Well, it just doesn't matter anymore now. It was a terrible pick. It was always going to be a terrible pick. I understand why they made it because of the the Rodgers' concerns. It was always a weird pick, though, because he was a a quarterback who was never likely to start from them early. And it made very bad assumptions about Rodgers 
that they could have spent. They could have had T. Higgins with that pick. T. T Higgins, T. Higgins and Devontae Adams, the Packers, all the Packers had to do a year ago was win two more games, complete one more pass in the NFC Championship game. And the Packers might have an extra Super Bowl just now. There is I don't, a very, I don't think there's a um, very real possibility that that Jordan Love draft pick is the reason why the Packers right now don't have another Super Bowl. Trayvon I Diggs. Don't, I don't. I don't. You pick I don't up Trayvon Diggs. That's revisionist. That Tra- is revisionist. You pick up Trayvon Diggs, and he's able to stop that ridiculous pass that Brady throws in the championship game, and you go to the Super Bowl. Hallelujah! The, the most important position in the whole of American sport is the quarterback position. And you and cannot, the Packers had the you, answer. Uh, well, they, but they didn't know that at the time because that was off year one of Matt LaFleur. And fair enough, they went 13 and three, but Aaron Rodgers did not play to the levels that he has done in the last two years. And at the time, you can definitely second guess it now because Rodgers has signed on for a world record fee. And I'm quite happy about that. I'm quite content. At the time, the pick was Fair enough, because the decision at the time was they couldn't fully commit to Rodgers. Now they can. And I think when we look back on it now, the comparison was made between Rodgers and Love and Brett Favre and Rodgers. And ultimately, they have committed to Rodgers in the way that they didn't commit to Brett Favre in 2007. Brett Favre then is not as good as Aaron Rodgers is now. I don't think anyone when they picked Jordan Love, thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to win two MVPs in a row. I don't think anyone predicted that. I didn't. And I so well, I'm quite happy with it. I'm quite happy with it. And you know what? If they trade Jordan Love away for a second rounder or a third rounder, you know what? That's just what, that's the way that first round picks go. He's certainly not going to be as big a bust as some of the players that came after him. And he wasn't even the biggest story of the day. <laughs> so I'm going to come on to that. But before we get there, do you think, though... The obviously the, the money that he's getting is apparently cap friendly. The franchise tag to Devontae Adams is going to cost, but that allowed you to do that. There's going to be sacrifices that are going to have to be made for some of the team that was there last year. We've obviously here is Darius Smith. There's still rumors plenty, right? We don't really know exactly what's going to pan out. But are you not concerned that the chips are all going in on players who have not got you where you need to get to in the postseason? Uh, and if you can't f- plug the gaps, then the money's going there without the ability to actually utilize some of those other great players that you do have. And, and still plug the and favorites play. in the NFC, though. Yeah, still, I mean, they're, 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 they are. They and the, the Rams and possibly the Niners and the Cardinals are the outstanding teams in the NFC. Yeah. There's, there's, the NFC is, uh, we, we talked about over the course of the last season how the AFC is stacked with great quarterbacks. And actually, the NFC team goes and wins the Super Bowl. Green Bay have got the got the number over the Rams. They've beaten the Rams the last few times they've played them, and I, I fully I fully believe that if they played the Rams in the championship game, that they would have won. The problem for the Packers is getting over the psychological hump, and you've got to look at that roster. That roster is still win now. Rodgers is there. They win that division. They have a home playoff game, and then after that, you know it's it's how's your luck and how do you handle the pressure in the playoffs and. The, the, the pieces are there. They've, they're, they look like they're going to extend Jerry Alexander. They have restructured Kenny Clark's contract. They're getting David Bakhtiari back and they've restructured his contract. Aaron Jones is still there. Devontae Adams is still there. AJ Dillon's still there. They've got a good line. They've got Rodgers. They've got Matt LaFleur. They've got most of the pieces. I'd like them to bring Devondre Campbell back, who's a free agent. I really would like to see that. Um, and beyond that, most of the bits are still there. My concern... The pass rush was great. 
they're going to have to probably go and draft a pass rusher, I think, because both the Smiths could leave. And then you're just down to, um, you're basically down to Rashawn Gary. But you look at that roster, it's the top roster in the NFC, arguably alongside the Rams. So I don't think there's any complaints there. And all this chat about, was he going to go to Denver? Or was he going to go to Pittsburgh? I, I was always of the opinion he was more likely to retire. And why would you go to Denver and be the not the not necessarily the best quarterback even in your division? Do you know? I mean, Russell Wilson's taken the taken the punt, but Aaron Rodgers, I think, has decided he's got a better chance of getting to the Super Bowl, staying in Green Bay. Oh, there's, and I mean, there's just there's zero argument on that at all. There's just no argument. Um, it's not the easiest division in the NFC, but it's definitely it's very, right up very, there, yeah, <laughs> very very winnable. Um, in fact, it maybe is the easiest division in there. I think it is. Um, I think it is. I still I love, feel... I, the best bit about this is the Chicago Bears general manager came in last month and said, we're going to take over the North and never let it go. There's not a chance in hell Chicago Bears have got even a smoking hope of winning that division. No way. Not no. a chance. Yes. There's... Maybe in four years' time. Outside the Vikings, there isn't... The, the lines are on rebuild. The Bears feel like they haven't even started. Anyway, we'll get into this in the in the preseason chat when it comes around. But um, ultimately, I guess Paul, you know, from somebody who's lost their number one quarterback, you just never know what's coming after it. And I guess what you do with Rodgers is at least that's a position you don't need to worry about for a while. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay have done the right thing. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, I love Gordon's attempt to noise Charles up about the players that they could have picked and things like that. But there's always a reason you, you don't get somewhere. You could argue that the Packers' poor, poor play calling, poor special teams did them in this year. Um, you know, the Saints who were Super Bowl ready a couple of years ago, the Minister to Miracle, you know, the non-pass interference. There's certain things that can derail you that are out with your control. I think Gordon's point, about picking Jordan Love. I think if they picked a quarterback in round two or round three, I think they might have got away with it. It's just it was such a high-profile pick with other people on the table. So I can see both both points of view. It's not easy. We're going to see the Steelers moving on, you know, from you know from Big Ben. What do they do with that? What, what do the Saints do? Do they actually go back and get Jameis Winston? Jimmy G looks like he could be going to the Colts. It, it is hard to move on. And if you've got somebody who's good enough to play. And it, interesting, Charlie, I, you know, Brett Favre did play another three or four years and get to a championship game. Uh, you know, so he wasn't done when they moved on. Um, so, you know, that that's an interesting point as well. But it, it is tough. And the other thing I think we're seeing is, there's not enough good quarterbacks to go around. So if you're ready mm. and you think you can win a la Denver, you've got to gamble now. But, I mean, that's the, the division of death. Um, with four terrific quarterbacks, it's going to be some great matchups in that division. And you've only got to go back, what, six, seven, eight years. Nobody wanted anything to do with that division. So things change. If the um, if the draft class of quarterbacks is as average as many experts are suggesting it might be, it would not surprise me if one of these teams that's looking to plug a gap has a punt on Jordan Love. Would not. So I, I think I think Jordan Love will go for a sec. Mm. Like I, based on, and we'll get we'll get into what Carson Wentz has just been traded for. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> but like, I was going to ask you that one, Charles. What do you do with Jordan Love? Do you look to trade him now and get something back for it, um, or do you continue to keep him there in case Rogers goes down, or would you rather try and get into free agency and pick up someone 
who can maybe, someone who's proven, someone who's perhaps not going to be a number one, but you know could step in and do half a job. Because I don't know that we've seen anything from Love to suggest that he is actually a viable option if Aaron Rodgers was to go down for a couple of games. If they hang on to Jordan Love, I am absolutely, again, content with that. I, th- I hope Jordan Love has a good career in the NFL. I think he was dealt a tough, a tough hand and he may or may not be a success in the NFL. From what we've seen thus far, there's not, there's not much evidence there. He's, he, he, didn't, he wasn't activated in his first season. He was thrown in the deep end against Kansas City and didn't do a thing and he played half a game against Detroit. Nobody really knows if he's going to be any good. He doesn't look like he's going to be any good. If he went to Carolina, he would probably be immediately be the, the star there because he's got to be better than Sam Darnold, for God's sake, or PJ Walker. Now, there are a couple other teams you could think of that might take a punt on him, take a swing on him, and especially in the NFC. But is he ready to be a starter and actually drag a team to seven or eight games? Probably not. He's in year three of his rookie contract. He's got one more year to go. I, I think Gordon's right. I think a team will roll the dice because it's the most important position out there. And what, if what's, to, what's to stop you as a, as a franchise taking two or three guys on and letting them compete? He could if, be you're the, if you're the Packers, I think you have to trade him. Like, it's sunk cost fallacy to sit there. And, like, at this point, Jordan Love's trade value for the Packers will Diminish. only go down yeah, from this yeah, point on. Yeah. So... Now, there is an absolute need for quarterbacks around the NFL. He's an absolute mystery box at this point in time for what he is. Get a second-round pick for him and, and move on. And, and it's not, like, as much as I pan the pick, if you take that first-round pick and a couple of years down the line, you get a second-round pick for it, they've done they've done all right out of it. It could have gone, it could have gone a lot worse. Still wouldn't have been my preferred option, but it's a way to prevent that from being, like, a complete sunk cost thing. If they decide to keep him, and you then get to the end of his rookie deal, and he's played 75 snaps, at that point, it's a first-round pick that has been a bust. Whether or not he himself is bad or not, at that, if you get 75 snaps from a first-round draft pick in five years, or four years, because they wouldn't um, think me as 50-year option, you'd assume, it's bad. But you can probably get some value for him just now. So before we move on, and we need to move on to the Russell Wilson trade next, uh, I'm going to give... I'm going to ask Charles exactly how much love is in his heart. Uh, And I'm going to make you a couple of offers here, Charles. And you're going to tell me whether you're going to choose love or whether you're going to break his little heart, right? So are are you going to choose love or are you going to pack him on his way, right? So what you're getting here is a third round pick from an un- disclosed team for Jordan Love. So the third round pick is coming in. Then your number two quarterback for next season is the person that I'm going to name. And you're going to tell me you take the pick and the backup or you keep Love, right? So, yeah. Have I stumbled into an episode of Taskmaster? Are you choosing Love? Are you choosing Love? Okay, and I'm going from the free agency list here. Third round pick and Andy Dalton. God. Uh, I think I might hang on to Jordan Love. <laughs> okay, I, I think that's a. I, I think fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, and Dalton five years ago maybe. Go on. Third, <laughs> third round pick, Marcus Mariota. Oh, I would take Mariota. Okay, third round pick, Mitch Trubisky. Oh, as Christ a backup. No. no, of course not. We wouldn't have him in Green Bay. So you would have Jordan Love. History. Jordan Love over a third round pick and Mitch Trubisky. 
Mitch Trubisky is not welcome in Green Bay. Okay, fine. That's fine. Um, and the last one I'll just chuck in here because it's the only other person that I think that could maybe be looking for a new home at some point. Third round pick and Tyrod Taylor. Uh, I could live with that. He's so serviceable. See, that just shows how little love there is in Charles Parsons' heart. The, right, let's move the on. Answer, from the that. answer to all of those, by the way, is third round pick and, and whoever. <laughs> yes. Nah. Well, no, but these guys are all free agents, so you can sign them for buttons, can't you? Well, yeah, yeah, the, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they drafted someone else in the second or third round this year, the, or maybe next year if the quarterback room is, you know, is is bare. You know, you had to have someone there. You've yeah. got to have somebody there. So, I mean, Jordan Love knows the offense. You would like to think by now. So that's the only good thing about it. Yeah. Like any sixteen-year-old boy, he was absolutely love-struck until a better offer came along. What can we say, right? I well, think. I can think of many experiences of, of, of that. <laughs> Just for the record, I would have taken Andy Dalton simply because if you're talking somebody being out for a couple of games, he, he'll get you through that. Um, so I would, I would have taken Andy Dalton in there, but hey ho. Gardner Minshew and a third-round pick. Oh yeah, I like yeah, Gardner yeah, Minshew. I like Gardner Minshew. He's got, I mean, and he's also got a Rogers-esque tash. So I, I actually think qualifies. Yeah, he he. I feel like I'm coming for the the great people of Wisconsin again, but he looks like he would fit in in Wisconsin. Uh, Gardner Minshew. I just feel like he's got the vibe. Anyway, right, let's move on. So see, um, see when we go to Lambeau Field, you're <laughs> going to get us kicked out. <laughs> You won't get you in. You really are. I goodness. Spread eagle in the car park. I, I've, <laughs> I've had my beef with the the Packers fans. I was told to f off back to Scotland by a Packers fan in Soldier Field. So you know, there's history there. Uh, right. Yeah, but if I had been a Chicago fan, he would have told you to go back to England. That just shows you how good the Packers fans are at picking us Scots out. The, the true story is the Chicago fan next to me bought me a beer. And the Packers fan in front of me told me to F off back to Scotland. So that's uh, just just saying facts are facts. Right. Uh, Rogers headlines. He did not get to stay in them in number one position for very long because along came the Denver Broncos with one hell of an offer that Seattle could not say no to. And off trots Russell Wilson. Now, we've kind of already started to, to touch on this. And when it comes to divisions, West is best because both the NFC and the AFC are thrilling set up AFC North gets a notable mention but you know there is a lot to like in this division Russell Wilson was slipping down the the table with Seattle Seattle clearly looking to move on but they've got one hell of a haul in return um who has won the draft first of all and where do you think Russell Wilson can take the Broncos to they both won I think it's a very fair trade for both sides. The Broncos the Broncos had to make this move. So I'd compare this to what the Colts did last year and what the Rams did last year. And the Broncos roster is in a very similar spot to where the Colts roster was in that it's pretty bloody good all around. They've got talent at wide receiver. They've got talent at running backs. They've got a really good defense. Von Miller even wants to go back there, so they're going to have more pass rush as well. But they had absolutely nothing at quarterback. Drew Locke is not an answer at anything. So take a swing. <laughs> Other <laughs> than you know, which which quarterback was traded to the Seahawks in exchange yeah. for Russell Wilson? The answer is Drew Locke, right? That's the, yeah. the one thing he's the answer. Drew, Drew Locke's career will be remembered for being traded for Russell Wilson yeah, yeah, yeah. and sitting on the bench rapping along to the song a couple of years ago because that went viral. <laughs> but 
the the Broncos, whether or not this works out for the Broncos or not, they if they went the rookie route, then by the time the rookie is anywhere supposed to be, that roster doesn't look the same way, doesn't it? And they've tried so, that and failed. So. Yeah. So they had to make the move. Don't necessarily think it'll be a success because that's a very tough division. Um, you can make the case that he's maybe, given where he is in his career right now, that God, he might even be the fourth best quarterback in that division, depending on what your opinion is on Carr. Like, I, I wouldn't take him over Mahomes and Herbert at this point no, in his career. Neither would I. But, but that division was... The Broncos were not that far off the top of that division with garbage at quarterback last year. So, you know, they're, they're in the hunt, and that's kind of all you can ask at this point. The, the, the really fascinating thing about this is why Seattle have traded away the greatest player in their franchise history, arguably. And when you consider the rumbles that were going on there for about a year, and you consider the fact that Pete Carroll is 70 years old and has said publicly he doesn't want to do a rebuild, this has clearly been forced through in some regards by Russell Wilson. And there was clearly a breakdown between him and Pete Carroll. This ends the Seattle dominance. I mean, you must be delighted at this, Cameron. Your nemesis has left the NFC West. The man who caused you so much pain and grief over the years and who caused you to get so irate and cost you burgers over the course of many bets. <laughs> Probably cost you as much pain as it cost Cameron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, Green Bay's, re- re- apart from that one game in, in, the, in the championship game in 2014, which will please pass over, Green Bay's, re- well, you know, re- re- to be fair, that's what results your are pretty good did. against Seattle, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it's just another in the long litany of failure. But um, I-, I would have thought Cameron would have been shouting from the rooftops about this because he's finally seen the back of Russell Wilson. And, do you know, it, it, this is a, a Seattle franchise that was turned around by him and by Bobby Wagner when they were drafted on the same in the same draft and they both left on the same day. So my celebrations are slightly delayed due to the fact that the Niners are to play Denver this coming season, (laughs) meaning that we are still going to have to face Russell Bloody Wilson. But it's 50% less than we normally do. Um, Plus, you don't have a quarterback as well. Well, indeed. So, you know... Let's not be jumping up and down about it. We still don't know what trade line is. It's fine. The the quarterback, Cameron just has to spend this year saying that we don't know what trail line says, so it's still not a bad pick. And then when when it turns out they keep keep Jimmy Garoppolo next year, you go, well, it's three years ago, no one cares. Exactly. Just on that Denver thing, so we've had Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon again, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, Drew Locke, Brandon Allen, uh, Jeff Driscoll, Brett Ripken, good good God, yeah, exactly, Uh, Philip Lindsay, I mean, good God as Tom well. Lindsay. I mean, Bridgewater. Just, just waiting for Paul. Lindsay played once last in 2020. <laughs> just waiting for uh, Paul to break into We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd be so lucky. Uh, but funny you should mention that Doris Day might have been a better option at quarterback for them at times anyway. So I, I think this is typical Denver. They've gone out. They've got an experienced guy. I think there's too much fuss being made about he's the fourth best quarterback in the division. Quite frankly, who gives a damn? Who's now got the best team? It's not always the best quarterback that wins. They have a hell of an influence. We know that. But is Russell Wilson smart enough to beat those other three teams? Sure as hell he is. Uh, The the best bit, but you mentioned Brock Osweiler. 2012, Brock Osweiler was in the same draft as Russell Wilson and the Broncos picked him in the second round. 
and Russell Wilson went in the third round. <laughs> and Denver, now, 10 years later, have given up two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and three players to get Russell Wilson when they could have picked him instead of Brock Osweiler. Oh, dear. In Decisions you make, eh, Cam? Here, here's the thing as well for the Seahawks. that So Cameron said, you know, the Seahawks got an absolute haul. And they did. Yeah. But it kind of offsets the haul they gave up for Jamal Adams. Yeah. So they've got a first round pick back this year. It's not. It's not like they're absolutely loaded there to go and build it's, up. That what is it? Eight or nine? Great. Number pick nine. So yeah. it's a high nine, pick nine, as well. Ninth overall. Yeah. But based on the buzz coming out of the combine, that might not be enough to get you Malik Willis if that's the quarterback you want. Yeah. At which point you're probably just gonna have to take your lumps this year and try and get a quarterback next year. It's not. It's not a great roster the Seahawks have. It, it was a bad enough roster that Russell Wilson being kind of meh last year meant they wound up picking, they would have been picking high themselves. And and it's a fresh start for Wilson, I think. It's a, an opportunity. He's still the cringiest quarterback in the in the NFL. Like, he's more cringy than Mahomes, and that says a lot. Um, you know, him, top three, right, of cringiest quarterbacks, definitely Wilson, Rodgers, Mahomes, right, in that order. Um, but is, is Mahomes cringy or is it just certain people that, connected to him maybe maybe family members yeah maybe cringe rubs off on him however there is cringe in his aura and therefore it just guilty by association um by the way just in case you're wondering the top three is made up by let me think about this kyler murray and i might need to come back to you on who the fifth one is but um Yes, so uh, we, I, I think that the Seattle have got pieces, right? They're clearly in rebuild mode, and now they can use rebuild as an, as an excuse. I think you're right if they don't get the quarterback. And I said this in the chat, you know, do they go and get an edge rusher? They've obviously just got an edge rusher from Denver, but they've always loved defense. So do they go for the best available edge rusher, edge rusher and start rebuilding from defense up? Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see them do that. And when by stopping what are three very sort of offense-focused teams on the other side. It's going, especially with the three quarterbacks who, you know, Murray's got a tendency to run. I expect Trey Lance will do the same. Pass rushers are going to be key in the NFC West. Um, But I, I, I agree with the sentiment. I think both teams have come out equal here. I think it's a good trade all round. I understand it completely. I think Denver take a big step up. But the question is, how how far can Russell Wilson take Denver? Can he get them into the postseason? I don't think Russell Wilson now is as good as Russell Wilson five years ago. And that's the problem for Denver, is that Gordon is absolutely right. They had to make this move now because they had to be seen to be going for a top-tier quarterback. And let's make no bones about it. He is not their first choice. Everyone knows who they really wanted and they couldn't get him. And so they've what's gone in, for what's Russell Wilson. interesting, though, from what Adam Schefter said, is this is a deal they were working on for three weeks. Mm. And you do so, wonder, you wonder whether Rogers gave Nathaniel Hackett the tip and yeah. said, listen, this is not happening. And so that's why perhaps they've gone down that road early. And so I think that there's a, a little bit of backside covering in that regard. But Russell Wilson, I think, for the last two years has shown inconsistencies. Fair enough, he was injured a bit last year. He has not shown himself to be a top five quarterback in the last three or four seasons. And the thing is, if you want to win the Super Bowl in that division, I think you have got to prove that you can outshoot 
Justin Herbert and, and um, Patrick Mahomes over the course so, of a, a season. I don't know if they can do that. I I think the last two years has taught us that if you can get into the playoffs and you have a quarterback who's good enough, then maybe you can. Brady with the Bucks, we saw uh, we saw Stafford with the Rams this year. If they they could be a wild card team in the AFC and you know get a win the first week, get a win the second week, and all of a sudden you're there, you're in a you know in a championship game to go to the Super Bowl, and they they have a good enough roster that we spoke about it on our on our Super Bowl preview podcast. The reason why the Rams getting Stafford was great was because it put them in a position whereby you could get a little bit of luck. You put yourself on like an even keel that luck can benefit you. That's probably what the Broncos have done with this. It's not definitely going to put them in the Super Bowl. It's not definitely going to work out for them. But it just gives them the best opportunity they've had since Peyton Manning was first there. What's interesting, I mean, Seattle are left with with Geno Smith, although I have to say, I just typed in Seattle Seahawks roster, what I thought was 2022, and I actually typed in 2002, and I was stunned to see that Matt Hasselback was was currently their top quarterback. <laughs> I don't know, I might take him over Geno Smith. I mean, he must be, what, 47 by now, but he'd probably still be a better option than Geno. Yeah, he got to think so. Um, okay, so... Trades and keeping with the trade stories, we've just had one break today. The and I'm going to continue to incorrectly say his name because I know how please, much please don't people love this. But Carson Vents has uh, been traded to the Washington Commanders. Uh, Commander uh, Carson, v- the Commanders, <laughs> according to you, isn't it? So Commander Carson. If we're if yeah. we're going to do if we're going to do the top three cheesiest quarterbacks in the NFL, can we also do Cameron's top three mispronunciations? At number, <laughs> at, number, at number three is Joe Burrows with an S on the end. At number two is Andy Dalton instead of Andy Dalton, and number one is Carson Vents. Carson Vents. Carson Vents. So Wentz is in Washington. It's easier. See, right away he's done it to help me. Uh, Wentz is in Washington. A third round pick this year. A third round pick next year. Uh, a complete waste of picks by Washington. Or does I, anyone I, think this is a good move? I, I've got one of my best pals is a Washington fan, and his WhatsApp to me about uh, just over an hour ago was Wentz. What a joke. King Wentz, seriously, what the hell is wrong with our franchise? <laughs> and I replied, it's the race to the bottom and you're winning. <laughs> Tell you what, they've really not given anything up for him other than paying his salary. No, it's like- I thought it was a salary dump when I first, first heard about it because the problem with this was that the Indianapolis owner was so cheesed off about how they blew it in that final uh, regular season game against Jacksonville. He basically informed Frank Reich and the coaching staff that there was no way that Carson Wentz was ever coming back to the building. And so they essentially, you know, they hampered their trade value there. He actually didn't have statistically that bad a season, but he blew up in the final game when he needed to. And he was prone to throwing an interception here or there. He's serviceable in the right system. And the terms of this deal though, is it's a third round pick and they swap second round picks this year, so the Colts move up in the second round this year, and it's third round pick next year that becomes a second if he plays seventy percent of the games. So they've maybe given up a second, a third, and a swap of picks. For the Commanders, it's a pretty sensible deal. Like 
it probably isn't an upgrade over Taylor Heineke. Probably not going to go and win you a Super Bowl, but what do the Colts do at quarterback now? Jimmy Garoppolo? Great. Guess what? That's still going to have the same result for you next year. Jordan Jameis. Love? Probably Jameis. the same. Jameis, probably the same. This this is the, what's smart from the Colts' perspective is this is not, you know, the sunk cost fallacy from earlier. They've, they've just said, okay, that was a mistake. Let's just... Let's, just let's move get on. what we can back and let's move on. <laughs> Good, smart. Should have never made the trade last year, but here we are. Is the run game in and the offensive line in Indianapolis an upgrade <laughs> on what Jimmy would benefit from in San Francisco? Probably not. It's probably about the same. Is the is the offensive line not a bit stronger that might give him a bit more time? Mm, like Quentin Nelson? Yeah. Other than that. Well, he'd be Eric playing Harris. for a team that, yeah, he'd be playing for a team that wants him. San Francisco clearly didn't want him, and he still played reasonably well, took them to a championship game. So he'd be playing for a team that wants him. I, I think this does put a little bit of pressure on it. This, this is musical quarterbacks now because there's more teams needing a quarterback at starter than there are competent starters available. So you look at the Steelers, you look at the Colts, you look at the Saints. You know, for a start, um, you know they all need somebody. Somebody's going to pull the trigger on Jameis Winston. If the Saints were going to do it, uh, I'd rather they did it sooner rather than later because I'd rather they made the decision to sign Winston without feeling under a great deal of pressure. But I think the Hang pressure's on. there now. Hang on. Are you Listen, now saying you want no, him no, back? No. no, I don't want him back. But if the Saints... I, I don't want the Saints playing catch-up. If they believe that that's the guy they want in their building, go and get him. Stop messing about yeah. Don't, don't let them go somewhere else. I don't want them there. Don't get me wrong. The, but if the Saints do, yeah. they need to move Sounds on. Like the do. only thing worse than getting Winston back is getting Winston back and overpaying him because you've let it slide to a point where he's getting better offers is, I think, yeah, the they, point you're making. They so. must know who they want in the, in the Saints. They must know whether they want to bring him back or not. And if they do, get on with it. Bring him back. Let me bitch and moan about it as much as I possibly can, <laughs> because I will. Um, but, you know, I don't want my team doing something dumb from the point of view of losing out on somebody if that's their target and then having to scramble around and get a plan B. I'd, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll take Marcus Mariota in the building tomorrow. Thank you. Currently ranked 15 in the NFL dot com list of available upcoming free agents the 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 blurb underneath says the ceiling for the former number one overall pick is easily higher than those of the rest of the free agent quarterbacks and he proved last year he can succeed while playing with more caution um, unfortunately, caution's been traded away, so we don't know exactly what he's going to have to do. But yeah, I mean, we all want Winston to stay. We do. The only reason you do, the only you reason do. that, <laughs> yeah, the only reason that we, I don't want Winston to stay is because the Saints have lost their minds and they give us a first round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. Right? I'll take that. I'll take it. Hey, that'll be fine. When you're getting a first round pick, son. <laughs> well, this is what I mean. Jeez. So, we- I mean, we might be dumb, might be a bit slow in Louisiana, but we're not that slow. <laughs> I'm not even sure you've got a first round pick this year. I can't tell you, you to be honest, off the top of my head. Do you know, I think it's really interesting because about two years ago, um, we were looking at the fact that there was a surplus of starter level quarterbacks in the NFL. Suddenly, there are slots there and there are not enough good players. And it shows you that when a team 
moves on from a quarterback and he lands on a second team, if he doesn't make that impact, he's essentially written off and he's he's a non he's a non 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 event. I mean, look at Cam Newton. Cam Newton was signed by the Patriots two years ago and then got cut. Came back to Carolina, was hopeless, and he's just gone downhill so quickly. And he, two years ago, was a viable starter for 10, 12 franchises who were looking for a quarterback. Suddenly he's gone. And that is the, the window is so tight in that key position. Teams are happy to just, you know, burn their bridges if it doesn't quite work out. And I think it's fascinating how it's moved so quickly in 18 months. It's fascinating. And it's interesting as well. I think actually this uh, Wentz trade, if you look into the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, he's he's really, well, other than Deshaun Watson, if somebody's going to take him, given there's got to be apparently progress in his uh, lawsuit case by the end of the week, if something moves there into a place where teams feel willing to go for him, there might be a couple in the mix. Right now, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is really the only quarterback that's in a trade position. And just having a quick look there, you've got pick uh, 49, Paul, uh, second round pick, number 49 overall. I think a 49er for a 49er probably seems about right. So you can have him for that second round pick and we'll just call it even, right? But um, no, I do think from Jimmy's point of view, Wentz getting traded to Washington makes that a better outcome for Jimmy because really now the three teams that are in the mix for him potentially are the Saints, the Steelers and the Colts, all of which would be a good landing spot all of which are places that Jimmy could go and actually potentially be uh, certainly a winning uh, a winning season. So it works out for him, for sure. But I can't think of any other quarterbacks that would be in that mix. There isn't a lot coming out of the draft. We're going to see some really sucky number ones next year. Um, I'm all, well, I'm well, we're just going to see, see... I think we're just going to see a whole bunch of guys who are kind of like... Like, eh. M- yeah. M- Mitchell Trubisky is probably going to start. And do you know well, what? Mitchell Trubisky is comfortably the 25th the 32nd best starting quarterback in the NFL and that's that's fine he's yeah. not terrible he's just never going to be good enough to win your Super Bowl is Nick Marcus, Mari- Marcus Mariota will be a starter as well well I don't think there's any doubt he's a free agent he'll be a starter as well I agree with Gordon Trubisky he'll be a starter the, the, the one free agent I'm not so sure about is Teddy Bridgewater you know, he did well at the Saints. Denver have moved on from him, having given him the chance. You know, does Gordon, do you see him starting somewhere? It's tough given the injuries he's had as well. Yeah. And he's uh, and he's been at Carolina as well. I don't I don't see how he can justify a start anymore. It, he's he's someone who his career he probably didn't get the credit he deserved because of the injuries he took. He took the the knee injury in Minnesota for his ACL probably ruined what could have been an all right NFL career. Again, going back to the NFL list, Teddy Bridgewater ranked 26 in the list of upcoming free agents. Marcus Mariota ranked 86. That's nonsense. Utter nonsense. I think it's just been such a... It's been a while since he's featured as anything other than number two and he got injured in... He also, he also a, was never that good. No, in a very few number of snaps for the for the Raiders. I don't think... I genuinely don't know that he's anything better than a, a, a number two that can step in. And I think he goes to somewhere like... Somewhere where there is a, a leg-first quarterback who can come in and fill a gap when 
to mix things up. So, I mean, Marcus Mariotta would be a good number two at the Ravens, I think. He would be good at San Francisco. He'd be good in Arizona. There's plenty of places where he could come in and feature, but I don't know that I would be comfortable with him taking he, over the reins. He's not had his second chance yet because, I mean, he did go to the Raiders as a backup. He's not had his second chance. We see, you know, Cam Newton got his second chance. Sam Darnold got his second chance. They both Cam, suck, though. They're not Cam, good examples of second chances. No, no, but I'm saying, but Cam, players, players Cam will Newton, get a second chance. Cam Newton got a second chance because he had a season where he was the NFL MVP. His season he won MVP was one of the most incredible seasons by a quarterback. Okay, it was primarily for running, but he also threw the ball very well that year. That's why he got he got numerous chances. Let, let's not grip that with Marcus Mariota. Who and Sam Darnold. Absolutely nothing. And sat, yeah, that's harsh. I'm just giving examples that yes. everybody tends to get a second chance at, at quarterback. You know, I mean, George Rosen's on about his 17th team at the moment. You Nick know, it's, it's bizarre. Nick Nick Foles. Foles. Well, the other team we've not talked about is Tampa Bay. I mean, Kyle Trask, Blaine Gabbert is currently slated in Tampa Bay. You know, we talk about, you know, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, Seattle, Colts, Tampa Bay all need quarterbacks. Carolina needs a quarterback. These guys, are, I think, are going to get a chance. Mario would probably be a fit in Seattle. Based on like Pete Carroll is desperate after trading Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll is desperate to run the ball fifty-five times a game. <laughs> Marcus Mariota's the quarterback that lets him do that. There's one player who we've obviously discussed various times who may well be coming available, and we might know more about this time next week. And he's top top tier, but he carries so much baggage, and that's Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Alluded and, to that with the yeah the progress so, that we might see with this court case is apparently going to have uh-huh. progress by Friday. But and we've seen the history of the NFL that if there's a chance that he plays, he will be on a team, and that team automatically becomes a contender if he's back. And that I th- I do wonder whether there's a few teams just waiting to find out what happens with that. And I think Pittsburgh is the one because you've not heard a peep out of Pittsburgh in the last couple of weeks. And you do wonder whether they're just sitting there waiting to see what happens and if Watson's available because as we discussed, they've got a decent roster and Tampa and Pittsburgh, the two that we discussed last week, those two teams, those are the two that if you were a free agent quarterback and you were looking for a team, those were the two teams you want to land on because of the rosters you've got. If you are going to take Deshaun Watson, you better have your marketing campaign, your PR all lined up in a row because you're going to have to ride an initial storm and you've got to be prepared to do that. We've seen examples of that in this country, uh, in football, where clubs have been highly unprepared for what comes at them. There is perhaps a slightly more forgiving culture in the States, especially the more talented you are, but you are going to have to make sure that you're committed and you know what your strategy is if you're going to take Deshaun Watson. Mm. It's definitely interesting. Uh, one thing that... You, one group of people I think you need to feel for more in summary of all of this, I, I genuinely think are the Washington Commanders fans. I genuinely feel like they've ended up with Wentz. But six days ago, there was rumours that they'd been proactively contacting the Chiefs to inquire about Mahomes and trading for Mahomes. Like, now, I don't know how much of that is just bluster. So, it, it is true, because Rivera said on the on the podium or before the combine that they had literally inquired about every single starting quarterback in yeah. the NFL. They, they did, though, supposedly they had a better offer for Wilson. 
really. But well, I suppose it's a, it's the same conference. So maybe yeah. Seattle are Seattle, Seattle didn't work. I mean, Seattle are kidding themselves on if they think they're contending with anyone with or without Russell Wilson. So, <laughs> or that Washington are suddenly a contender because Russell yeah, Wilson's there. Like, if, if, you're, if you're the Seahawks and you're trading away Russell Wilson and you don't want to trade him in the NFC because, you know, they could be contending with you, just just take a second, look at your roster, look at the option of three first-round picks and take that. But genuinely, six days ago, there's rumours of Mahomes. Four days ago, there's rumours of Wilson. And today, they get wins. <laughs> That's a, I mean, I can't even... It's just like, oh, man. Um, you're selling it short, Cameron. You're selling this absolutely short. It has been... If, if you're a Washington fan, you've got a crap nickname. You've got a logo <laughs> they've had to design three times. They've got uniforms with some of the worst helmet decals you've ever seen plus they've got weird colors on the on their away your white unis they have just been a complete and utter disaster i and mean they, they're like that no one wants to visit as yeah. well so <laughs> yeah i mean well it's not even in the same it's not even in the city you know they have been a textbook case of complete and utter disaster of how to go about something. And, you know, the interesting thing, you know, when they got the logo wrong because they put the years, they then put the Super Bowl numerals on it and it was the NFL that told them to take them off because they own the copyright to the numerals when it comes to Super Bowls. They are even getting ghosted by their own league. That's how bad Washington are at the moment. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't know who's running them, but honestly, we should crowdfund and take them over. We couldn't do any worse. So, free agency coming up, we will be covering all of that action. Uh, we were thinking that this pod would wait till next week and that we would do some of that chat then. However, there was a couple of talking points. So, what it does allow us to do is kind of bring forward one conversation that happened at the weekend there, and that was the combine performance of anybody that you want to mention, but in particular... Mr. David Ajabo. Um We had a great competition where we gave away another bottle of Loch Lomond uh, single malt NFL Scotland branded whiskey um, that was successfully won by one person in particular who was able to guess that it was exactly 4.55 uh, 40-yard dash time official for David, which is a cracking time. Fifth overall in all the edge rushers. And given that he wears 55 on his back, 4.55, uh, a particularly significant number to him. Uh, tremendous performance. Uh, lots of hype. There was, there was a, a Gordon. I think there was a now pronunciation. Uh, Hutchison, I've got Thubido. 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 Uh, that's the number four. A preview for next season. Mispronunciation of edge rushers, but um, he obviously didn't take part in anything other than the 40 yard dash, and that raised some questions. That seemed to be a lot of the talk. He did, he did bench as well, and he oh, benched did he bench. Well. Yeah, yeah. Um, none of the on field drills, though. Um, and, and that seemed to draw a lot of the attention. But David did do really well. The boy Walker, as well, coming out of Georgia was tremendous. He was a real standout. How much do you think that's shaken things up? And do you think it did well for David's draft stock? Uh, I think his stock probably probably rose. It certainly didn't drop, uh, with the exception that he is now entirely off my draft board for his horrendous take on Haggis. It's unacceptable. <laughs> and is. frankly, frankly, need an apology from him as soon as possible. Um, but that was his, his, his path to going as early as possible. You know, some would say, ahead of Kenny Pickett, others might not say, uh, was being fast and you know his 
path to success in the NFL is being a speed rusher, and his times very much showed that. Charles, Paul, uh, obviously great to see even someone who connected to Scotland at the Combine at all. I don't know about you guys. I've certainly watched, and I mean, Gordon, we know from speaking to you, you've been there, but um, I've watched the Combine every year for at least the last six or seven years uh, just to see exactly what's going on. It's usually on in the background. You're kind of watching it for the run times of the, the wide receivers, the running backs. This year, I was absolutely watching this, these edge rushers. And there's a lot of talent in there as well. So, you know, paying particular attention to details that perhaps I didn't before, there is so much to watch here, and it's fascinating. I really enjoyed it. You know, it's well presented. It's well covered by the NFL Network. Um, and it was good to see. Normally, you watch these things, you just enjoy them. Did anybody else feel slightly nervous for David Ajabo? You just wanted to make sure that he got through without, you know, something going wrong. You know, it's interesting that, you know, when you talk about the 40-yard dash, the coach saying that he would call you back if you felt that you were you were wrong in some way or you did have the option to stop as well and and pull back. That, that really was quite fascinating. But just seeing some of these guys move, I mean, the first step, the you know, getting out the blocks, and when you're watching guys running sort of four five, four fifty-five, you're then watching the guys that are doing four point seven, four point seven five and shaking your head and going, That's pretty slow. You know, which is which is just utterly ridiculous I, at the I end love, of the day. Love being able to slob on the couch, eating a packet of crisps and just like, <laughs> four, 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 never gonna make it. Four, eight, four, no. <laughs> Obviously, uh, our listeners will remember it wasn't too long ago that we did the Wonderlick test um, with obviously those fantastic results. And I do wonder whether or not it's time in the off season for us to maybe undertake some of the uh, uh, combine. We, tests. we should we should do the combine. Definitely. I think we should do some of the, so the three cone drill or the uh, definitely 60, the six the sixty yard shuttle that could be a, a challenge. Remember, of course, the bench press, you have to lift a minimum of 225 pounds. Yeah, zero. So, Everyone's getting zero. Yeah, right. yeah, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I, so, so can I put 220 quid in my pocket and bench press five? Does that count? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, the, the, the times as well. So uh, Mike Renner at PFF is a guy who a couple of years ago claimed he could run. He thought he could run four six. Um, and... He ran, I think it was like 4.82 when they, when they tested him doing it. He's in really good shape. He's a little bit taller than me, solid muscle. At this point, was like 26, 28, something like that, and runs at like 4.82. Jordan Davis is 341 pounds and ran a 4.7840. Some of these guys are just ridiculous athletes. You should not be able, men that big should not be able to move that fast. Yeah. It's, it, I, I think you're right. I'm going to go head to head with Rich Eisen. I think that that would do me. I'll I'll go head to head with him. I think Rich would smoke every single one of us. I really do. Uh, Jordan Davis, the the performances and stuff like that, just uh, brilliant to watch some of this stuff. I th- I think it's fascinating. I definitely think it's fascinating. Uh, Trayvon Walker, the boy out of Georgia, uh, edge defender, who's definitely uh, exciting to watch. Um, it's just it's a fascinating thing. If you've never sat down and watched it, do do it at some point. Um, obviously, it's done for this year, but when next year comes around, just take a take a bit of time and, and watch these guys because it is, uh, you know, them showing off their athleticism at its very best in skills that they've practiced, and it's it's brilliant to watch. 
So much hinges on this. So much changes on the back of it. Brilliant entertainment. Watching people basically doing uh, school games. <laughs> right? <laughs> so anyway. Right. Moving on then to wrap this one up because we said it would be 30 minutes. We're currently at 51. Brilliant. Uh, any other news items that anyone wants to bring up? I think I'll we, be the... Well, I think Sorry, we have Gordon. to talk about... We have to talk about the new Twitter account that's suddenly appeared that appears to be stalking all of us. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Gordon, you you take us through this journey because, yeah. So, randomly get a notification and uh, I think this was just this morning and it was from an account which is at NFL Scott Burgers. Uh, and it's tweeted several times throughout the day. Uh, I initially thought it was Cameron. It's not me. The first, the first tweet I got from it, I believe, is Name your debtors. It's time to get tough. Uh, they then quote tweeted something from January last year for Paulo and me burger. There's then a, a tweet to Ian uh, on behalf of me. Uh, there's then one for our bet around David Ojabo and Kenny Pickett. I, I don't know who this is. I, I'm very impressed by the dedication to this, but they appear to be trying to collate all our burger bets. I think we were up to date, though, heading into this most recent season. Uh, this, this has maybe been triggered by Paul mentioning this last week. Yeah. And I, that's why I'm, I'm I'm wondering whether a certain member of the Mitchell household is in, involved in this. <laughs> I, I, I certainly deny it all. I mean, because I was as surprised as anybody, because uh, I thought I'd offset my burger with Gordon. I was fairly certain that was the case. Um, Cameron is threatening to, to, to bring us up to date or... We just have a, a complete burger amnesty, but I don't think Gordon wants that because he definitely there's, there's knows. No, no, no. There's no burger amnesty for last season. Last right. season, last season, I had three burger bets and I won all three of them. Yeah. So my burger debt to Gordon from the previous season was settled. However, there is still a bottle of whiskey due to yes, me for that season. I am due Charles uh, some burgers and I'm due Mitchell at least one. I'm due Charles Dagnall some burgers if he ever comes north again. But let's just not invite him, right? We'll just we'll just write that off, yeah. If oh. two year old burgers are not worth eating, eat, you know, so they can spread <laughs> off at that stage. Um, I am not up to date with everything that's been going on this year. We are due Tony Brewerton uh, some burgers, um, so we'll <laughs> we'll sit down and do that at some point. But yeah, I I love that someone's keeping us accountable. But definitely as someone who's probably got historically the biggest meat debt on this podcast, it's definitely not me that's drawing attention to it. I have to tell you, <laughs> it's definitely not me. I, I thought it was a double bluff. No. <laughs> they they are, they're very much on my side. Uh, but I would just like to be clear, it's definitely not me, and I don't have the time for that. I mean, they're only on your side because you don't tend to lose these bets. So by the very nature of this, you, whoever's going to do this is... I don't think there's bias here. They're just playing with the facts. But, um, yes. So I, I, I also did like the Jameis Winston uh, gif being used in the quote tweet, uh, quote, in the quote tweet of James NFL UK. Their, their header picture as well. Oh, I've not noticed that. I've not noticed that. Also, oh, it is. Oh, dear. That, that, right. makes me, that make me, makes me think it's even more likely to be a member of the Mitchell household. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I am genuinely touched that you think I'm smart enough to double bluff everybody on that. But believe me, I am not. I wish, I, wish I had thought of it. Let's enjoy the mystery. Let's enjoy the mystery. But if you're listening to this, give them a follow at NFL Scott Burgers. Uh, they'll keep us accountable. You can all keep us accountable. Yeah. I think that, it's if, if nothing else, this is going to make Cameron actually make sure <laughs> he writes down who he owes. <laughs> I'm yeah, Cameron, you need to tweet with a definitive list. Yes. So we're, we're starting from a from a fair point. Yes. So yes. We'll, we'll get you to do that. Absolutely. Um, okay. Any other news items? Troy yeah, Aikman. Troy Aikman leaving Fox. I mean that. I think it's a big deal, to be honest. Mm. You know, it, not really, okay. He's going to Amazon. He's changing his schedule up. He's going to be working on a Thursday, not a Sunday. It might just be the desire to do something different, something new. It re- I can't imagine it's money. You know, I mean, he'll get a few million extra from Amazon. You know, he might get his parcels delivered quicker, but I can't really see it's about money. Um, it's just a strange one. You know, he's had great chemistry with Joe Buck, and all of a sudden that, that's gone. Um, is Sean Payton coming in? to top Fox's booth. I think that's really going to be interesting. Um, yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of really interesting moves about to come in broadcasting and probably a little bit later in the season or before the main season starts, we'll know who's who's going to be where. We can have a little talk about that. They're still going to get Kevin Harlan and give him the Thursday night football. So, yeah, national game for Kevin Harlan on the telly. That's would, what we need. It would be great. It would be great. The only thing about that is I don't often watch a lot of Thursday night football, so I feel like I'd miss out. As long as you could then put Harlan still on a Sunday, keep on, oh, on yeah, Thursday yeah, yeah. and do oh, both. Absolutely. Absolutely fine. Um, okay, anyone else got anything else to bring up? No? Okay. Oh, so it's going to be a busy couple of weeks now. With it is. Though, so. It really is. And there's going to be some breaking news and we're going to be ready to react as it comes down the line. But that is the full-time whistle for episode 186 of the NFL Scotland podcast. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this in every single episode. Thank you for giving us some um, of your ratings on Spotify. Do keep them coming. Um Give us what you think we deserve, not a star more. But do check us out on social media at Scotland NFL and search for NFL Scotland on Facebook. And whatever you do, if you are leaving a review on Spotify, completely ignore Cameron Hobbs. Give us a five-star review because, quite frankly, we deserve it. From Charles, from Gordon, from Cameron and myself, thanks for listening. Until the next time, bye for now.